I was 20, like, I was, like, just under the reckless driving speed. So I think I was 23 over, 22 or 23 over. Well, isn't over 20 over reckless? No, I think it's 25. Okay, so you were doing 45 in a 20? and or you were doing 45 in a 25? No, in, like, 100. And it was, like, the speed limit. No, the speed limit was like 70, 65, mm-hmm. 65, I think. I was going like 90 or 95. I forget. Wow. What kind of car? It was a Volkswagen Jetta. So, oh, cool car. What year is that? I have a 2020. Is it stick shift? Yeah. Who buys a Volkswagen? You bought that yourself? Yeah. Have you ever owned a Volkswagen before? No. Wow, I didn't even know the Jetta was still made. Yeah. That's incredible. Did you know it was made, Ryan? Uh, no, I don't do not do a lot of research on cars. Uh, how, how, old, how old are you, Danielle? 25. Um, what car did you own before your Jetta? I had a, um, what's it called? Um, a rodeo Jeep. Uh-huh. I forget what year it was. Like yeah, mid- Huh? That's probably fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool car. I but see then, you more as a rodeo Jeep gal. Yeah. Yeah. But then but the, the Jetta Jetta's a little faster? It just it does. It just gets great gas mileage. And I drive a lot, so And and so you 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 were in Sacramento. Is that home for you? Was that formerly home for you? Is that where you're born? No, that was just where I went to college. Okay. And where were you born? I was born in Idaho. Oh, wow. In Lewiston, Idaho. Very small. But grew up primarily in Tri-Cities, Washington. Okay. And then uh, you never lived in California except for college. Right. And then how did you end up at, you went to Sac State? Yeah. And how did you end up there? Um, in high school, I I didn't really look at college. I didn't really want to go. But then my best friend went to Sac State, who's a year older than me, on a gymnastics scholarship. And she was like, yo, you need to go to college. Like, you're not you're not, not going to college with all of these, like, scholarship offers. So we, like, reached out to Sac State's coaches and were like, hey, can I come there? And they were like, yeah, here's a scholarship. Was it as easy as you described? Was it really like that? Basically, like emailing back and forth, yeah. Holy crap! And this guy, this gym, this guy—it was a guy who went there for gymnastics. A girl. A girl. Oh, okay. Who? Who's the guy in your Instagram? It's from many, many years ago. He's a brunette. He he gets like six or seven pictures in there. He seemed like you were really close to him. Um, you know who I'm talking about? I should have wrote his name down. I don't know if you spoke to him by name. I think he's one of the only men who gets to appear. In your Instagram, probably it was probably my ex. Oh, and, 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 and go ahead. Was Tyler? He had like the big chest tattoo. I God, I don't think so. He looked from when I remember. I, I was looking at it either last night or the night before. He looked more like one of the Backstreet Boys, like less tattoo and more, so, more like soft features and. Oh. Who? Like years ago. Years ago. Maybe it was my. It was probably my college boyfriend. You're, so you're 29? Is that what 25. You said? 25. So it's, a, it's amazing 
looking at your Instagram because you started in 2012. So how many years ago is that? That's nine years ago. So you were 16 years old when you made your first post. Dang. Do you have to ask your parents at that point? Hey, can I have an Instagram account? No. (laughs) I don't even remember. I don't even remember how I started it. Um, why did you get into sports? Why did you get into track and field in high school? So I had been a gymnast like my whole life. I started in like third grade and I got to a point in high school where I was really burnt out and just like done with gymnastics. Like I just had like a lot of life going on and then being doing gymnastics eight hours a day. Just, I just, one day I was like, I, I'm like, so I'm done. So I quit randomly and then I was like, okay, I need to do other sports. So I tried track and field and swimming and diving. And how old were you when you did that? 15, 15 or 16? No, 16 or 17 probably. And are your, were your parents, are your parents still together? No. Were you, were you raised by your mom or your dad? No, I was actually raised by my um, aunt and uncle. Oh, wow. Your whole life? Yeah. So, well, in like third grade, third grade to through high school. And so your aunt put you, your aunt and uncle put you in gymnastics? Yeah. I think, I think it was more my grandparents' decision. And, and, then, and then how many years were you pursuing it at this crazy intense level? Pro- from middle school. Middle school, we would do like two days. And then, and then yeah. So for five, at least five years, four or five years. Damn, yeah. you, got a good, you got a good grandma, huh? Yeah, they they thought it'd be good for me, keep me out of trouble. And did it keep you out of trouble? Did it really did? <laughs> um. So, um, what did they say when you quit? And- so when I quit, I mean, they were fine with it. Like they were like, okay, cool. Like, you know, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? But my best friend, who like was just my teammate at the time, the one that went to Sac State who I followed, literally showed up at my house every day to come pick me up for practice. Because she's like, no, don't quit. This is stupid. But I really wanted to. So Okay, and so then you get into track and field and what do you and did you say diving too? Yeah, I was a swimmer and diver too. So that's like you climb up on a high ladder, you go out on the end of a board and like you jump and we, do some flips and try we, not to make a splash. Three meters. I think again? I think it was three meter. Okay. So we have diving board. I think it's three, three or five meter. I forget. It's like not very tall. Okay. So you're doing diving. And then what was the, what did you do in track and field? Oh, in track and field, I did 400 pole vault relays, like four by two, four by one, four by four. And um, how do you get into pole vaulting? Like, what, what, what does someone see in you? Is pole vaulting one of those sports where, like, oh, shit, we don't have anyone to do it. No one wants to do it. Yeah. Like, every, like, you have, like, 30 people on the runway who are, like, I want to try pole vault because it's cool. And then by the end of the first week, you have, like, five people left. Because they're, yeah, like, I could see that. way harder and, like, way scarier than so but, how old are, how old are you the first time you the first time you practice do a pole vault practice? I think about sixteen. Like and I then, was, yeah. I think I was I was either a freshman or sophomore in high school. I think I was a sophomore. 
And then by the time you got to college, you were setting college records. Yeah. Yeah, I sucked in high school, too. Like, I was, I was okay, but... Well, you must have been good enough to get a scholarship to Sac State. Yeah, but I was better at the 400. Like, they wanted me for the 400. Okay. Oh, Sac State wanted you for the 400. Yeah. And did you do that also? I Yeah, so I was training for the 400, and then they knew I did pole vault, and they basically literally looked at me, and they were like, this chick is athletic, and she should pull for us. And so, like, first practice was terrible. I cried so much because at pole vault practice because I didn't know how to do anything. Like, I knew no drills. They were like, where's your step? Like, what what size pole? And I was like, I have no idea. I was like, I don't know any of these things. I just went for it in high school. But, wow. and then they, the coach was like, okay, you're really talented. You're really athletic. We could turn you into something. And they did. <laughs> wow. And they groomed you. What was your coach's name? Do you remember the one that had the most influence on your pole vaulting? Yeah. Isaacs. Forget it. Daniel Isaacs, I think. And you, and you spend a lot of time with that person. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I, um, many years ago, there was a, a woman, I can't, I can't remember her name, but she was in the Beijing Olympics. Actually, I think she was, um, what's that called when you don't actually make the team? She was the backup for the Beijing Olympics. Oh, yeah. Alternate. One of the sprinters. Alternate. Thank you, Brian. Brian uses the big words. And um, it was either for a 200 or 400, I can't remember, but so she saw, um, my wife and I, um, and some other people training CrossFit at the park and she said, Hey, can I jump in with you? And I said, sure. And so we started training with her, like we probably trained with her for like six months oh my and God. she hated, hated everything that was outside the two to four minute time domain. Oh yeah. And so tell me about that because you're, you were that, I mean, as a gymnast, you were in the two to four minute time domain, right? Yeah. And as a track and field athlete, you were in the, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you stopped doing the 400 and strictly focused on pole vaulting. Now we're in like the, I mean, how long does it, does a, from a go to where you land on the cushion last? 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how is that transfer to uh, CrossFit? I mean, in high school, I did, I trained with the cross country girls for like a summer and then, and they really wanted me to do it, but I was just like, this is so boring. And I was actually, I only did it because I wanted to beat one of my really good friends. Like I was like, I just want to beat you and prove to you that I can beat you in this sport. And actually my aunt and uncle were like, no, Danielle, that's not healthy. They were like, you're like, you're too competitive. You're not doing this for the right reasons. And so I was like, okay, I'll be swimming and diving instead. So then I did swimming and diving, but I, I never hated the longer, the longer things. I don't know why, probably cause I just have always wanted to be really good at everything. So it was just, it was, you know, being in sports, you just, you have to want to do everything in it. So when I started CrossFit, I was like, okay, this is just something you have to get at CrossFit, you know? Seven, you, um, want the, you want the data on your question? Oh, please. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> That's classic last weekend. Six-minute work- Six workout, second place. Three-minute workout, second place. One-and-a-half-minute workout, first place. Of course. 
14th place. <laughs> ah. Love it. Ah. Danielle, I'm going to ask you a, a tricky question here. Do you know who Katie Henniger is? I don't, I don't think so. She won the CrossFit Games in two. Kate. Katie Henniger. Hmm, no. She won the CrossFit Games in, I want to say, 2008. Okay. And uh, now she's the owner of Rogue Fitness. You know them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good person wow. to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Her uh, was not Henniger when she won the Games. That's why Danielle that's didn't right. know. If you said oh, Katie Matter. Let me ask you again. Yes. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> matter or Matter? Katie Matter. Sorry. Oh, my God. Now let me. Anyway, so she that, that was like kind of like, and, and I was never an athlete, so I didn't know. And I, I I just found CrossFit, and I just like the, the exercise part of it. But when she won the games, and that year when she won the games, I think all of the workouts and Brian, correct me, were sub four minutes. Is that oh, true, wow. Brian? Yeah, because it was it was the every second counts here, so like the total was like sixteen minutes. Okay, and um. I, th I think it was her who explained it to me. She was a collegiate basketball player at a D1 school. I think she maybe even played in the WNBA. And she basically said, yeah, in basketball, every four minutes, no matter what, there's going to be some sort of break. Yeah. So I have four minutes of just fucking go. Right. And yeah. then after that, it's kind of, that's not where I ever trained. So that, and, and that kind of, that made me wonder. And then I had that experience with that track athlete who was a 400 runner or 200 runner. I mean, she detested the 800. She would literally throw a temper tantrum when we would work out. It was nuts. Yeah. She detested it longer. Like that's, I don't hate it. I don't despise it, but it's funny when I first did start in CrossFit, the longer workouts, what I would do is I would go really hard. And then like take a like short break and then like go really hard and like take a break. Like I never knew how to just like do a CrossFit, like 20 minute AMRAP or like, you know, 15, 20 minute time zone. Like I never knew how to just like go. Do you so, know now? Yeah. I'm like way better at it now, but I used to like, just like burst and then like, you know, take a 10, 20 second break and then go again. When you, you, so you lived with your mom and dad until the third grade and then you moved in with your aunt and uncle. Is that what happened? Yeah. So actually I never knew my dad. I don't know my dad. And then, but me and my brother, we lived with my mom until about third grade. And how, and how old is your brother older than you? No, he's, he's like less than a year. He's like two days from a year younger. Oh, wow. Same mom. Yeah. Holy is, that called, is that called Irish twins when it's less than 12 months? I think so. Yeah, something like that. It was funny. I was um, today when I, I was walking the dog in the backyard, I was actually thinking, wow, wouldn't that be incredible if she had a twin too? Like Brooke Wells had a twin. And I was like, just what a great marketing <laughs> right? scam that Brooke, Brooke and, her Sid, and her sister, a scam's not fair, but yeah. I just love the fact that they're twins. And I love the fact that Sydney's now jumping in the mix. It's crazy. It's, I like know. A gift, it's a gift to all of us. And she freaking beat me on the ruck run. Sydney did? Yeah. And she has the same background as you too, right? She was she yeah. ran around a field in college? Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. How old is she? Is they're she like, like 20. Younger? No, they're right around your age. I think they're, I'll check, but I think they're 26. She's three years older than, she's three years older than Brooke. No, she's 20. They're both 26. <laughs> I Thanks. Know, she said, no. Crazy incubation period for Sydney. Um, so you, so you, 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 you never knew your dad, your mom raised you. 
Um, this and this is in Washington State. Yes. And then and then why move in with your grandparents? Was your mom in drugs or? Yeah, yeah. But so my dad was an alcoholic, my mom alcoholic and into drugs. And so in third grade, they were like, I mean, where are we going? You know. And my aunt was like, I guess we'll take him. <laughs> and and is that? Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. How old is someone in the third grade? <laughs> You're like eight. Like, yeah, eight or nine, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. my kids will never go to school, so I won't know any of that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so th- th- that's, so you, do you still talk to your mom? I do now. So actually, yeah, I mean, like, throughout the years, like. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like we would go like live with, like, I think in like sixth or seventh grade, she like came back and then we like lived with her, but then she like relapsed or whatever. And then like, we went back with my aunt and then like, I think it happened like one more time. And then, um, and then I didn't talk to her until I think after my freshman year of college. Did you seek her out? No. So so she would actually write us letters, but my aunt would hide them. So she would like, wouldn't give it to us. So I just, we didn't really have any connection for like years. And then, and then I think she reached out like after my freshman year, like I went home to visit and like saw her. And great. does she look, does she look like you? Like when you see her, like, yep, that's my mom. I think so. Like people, people tell us that we do. And yeah. and how and how old is your mom? Does she have you young? No, no, she had us older. Like, uh, she's like fifty eight. So she's like she. I don't think she was going to. We were like both surprises. Oh, okay. We, yeah, surprise children. So if she's fifty eight and you're twenty five. She had you when she was twenty three. Mm, yeah. Right. Savan's really good at third. Yeah, he is. No. That's actually not right. That's not right. That's not right. She's 28. She had you when she was 28. Sorry. Yeah. 28, 28. Um, and that's three. Can you imagine having kids in three years? No. No. Right. I, no. Ima- I can't imagine having kids now and I have three. Um, when, th- when that goes down, when you're in the third grade, it- it's interesting because when you're an adult and you look back at it, you're like, shit, that shit must have been traumatic. But when you're a kid, what your life is just normal. Right. So like whatever's happening to you, your dad's beating you on the weekends. It's just normal. It's not until you get older that you have to unpack that shit. You're like, wait a second. Exactly. Yeah. It- have you reached an age where you where you look back at that and you have to unpack any of that shit? For sure. I mean, like. I've never, like, I don't trust anyone in my life, especially like being raised by my aunt and uncle. We were not treated right. Like my, my, cause we had how many others, my cousin, we had four, four other kids in the house. So there were six kids. So my aunt and uncle having to deal with their kids and then like two kids that were kind of like put on her, you know, like I get it. But we definitely like weren't treated right. So yeah, I have to unpack a lot of that. And then like still, still like dealing with that, but it's fine. I mean, Ryan, Ryan, can you see her face? Cause I cannot see her face. Brian, can you see her face? Yeah. 
Uh, I, this is, it's like I'm interviewing a neck. It's awesome. Really? Yeah, it's okay. That's as long strange. as someone can see your face. Yeah, I can see from like uh, below her, all the way up to what, six inches above her head. Danielle, did, were you protective over your brother? Um, kind of. We would go through like phases of where we'd have to like protect ourselves and then like we'd protect each other. But I would say I was much more protective over him than he was. But, you know, he was like he was a little younger and it was kind of like fend for yourself. Were you guys um, competitive athletically at all? Is he? No, not at all. So we were like the two opposites. I feel like, like I was put in sports to like stay out of trouble. And like, he was the kid, like very typical in a situation like that, like got into trouble, like, you know, vandalism, like drugs, skipping school. Is he in jail now? No. So he's actually doing really well. He's actually um, works for Amazon and, He's very smart and does, um, what do you call it? A lot of like computer coding. What do you call that? Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, so like he's created a for Amazon. He writes programs so we can talk to to his sister over the internet from a thousand miles away. Literally, yeah. Using Amazon servers. Uses Amazon, yes. It's, it's, um, I, I I don't know. I, I, this is a blanket statement. I don't know if I can say this for sure, but I don't think that it's interesting that you had this um, upbringing that um, had these challenges in it. And you look at other games, champions and people who do well. And mm-hmm. part of me thinks, and I'm no psychologist, but part of me thinks like, think of life as like, like a well, like imagine like a deep well. Mm-hmm. And you had this experience that like happened at the bottom of the well. And now you live your life at the top of the well and you do CrossFit and you put yourself through this long pain through this long discomfort that really can't be found anywhere else to sort of touch that pain, to keep a tether to that old you. Do you know what I mean? So that you don't, you're not going to, you're not going to let it go. Right. And, uh, you know, there's, there's tons of examples, you know, like if you talk to Matt or Rich or, you know, Graham or Jason Klee, but like you can, you can talk to them for a few minutes and find, and be like, you know, if they're willing to share with you, like you were willing to share and those guys have been willing to share, you can see, oh shit, like there's something emotional down there that, do you think, do you feel that, that, that really who you were as a child makes you, puts you in this position to oh, yeah. fucking grind? Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's, yeah. I mean, I don't know where like the competitive part comes in because I'm like stupid competitive, but yeah, I mean, especially when it comes to, like, growing up, I just, like, did things because that was like, what I had to do. Like, I had no other option. Like, I wasn't, I don't know how to explain that, but, like, yeah, you just do the work because that's what you're supposed to do. Like survival? Oh. Like survival? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no other option. My my friend Travis Bajan, who's a professional arm wrestler, um, I did a documentary on him called Pooling John. And mm-hmm. uh, basically, as he lived, grew up in West Virginia, and they didn't have running water at their house. So oh, if wow. he wanted to shower, he had to go to a friend's house. So he got into sports so that other parents would like him and invite him to his house so that he could bathe. Oh, my gosh. Wow. 
Yeah. And, and, although, and although that story might not be completely like apples to apples, there could be some right. apples to oranges, right? Like you needed right. to add value to who you are and like. Yeah. It was like. Your business. Like I was like, I want to be good at sports and I want to like make a lot of friends. So I'm never home. But when did you realize you don't trust anybody? How old were you? Um, I didn't realize it until I kind of went to college and people were like you know, people would be like, let me do this for you. Or like, I'm always going to be here. Like I have your back. And I'm just like, do you? Cause for me, like everyone always talks about like fam, like their family has their back no matter what. And the thing was like, my family didn't have my back. So I'm like, if family doesn't have my back, why is this random like friend or teammate or coach going to have my back? Like they're not my family, you know? So it's, I think it's just from that perspective, like everyone else's family always had their back or, you know, like all the people, a lot of my friends had a pretty normal upbringing as far as having a family. And like when my have my back, I'm like, okay, so who does, you know, family's supposed to have your back. You're supposed to be able to trust them. And because you're in that situation, the people around you, kind of have an uphill battle to climb because they like they you're, you're, it's like maybe like you're almost looking for them to betray your trust right mm-hmm. uh, yeah all the time yeah but I had a, I mean I had a good conversation with um, I feel like I shouldn't name them but they're mm-hmm. a, a film your face and they had kind of a similar upbringing and as far as like family and the drugs and all that and really not being able to trust your family like he's like he's like you don't necessarily need to trust people like you you can have your own back at the end of the day and I think people in my position we're like people are always like you need to like learn how to trust you need to like break that wall you know and so it's like constantly me just like trying to trust people randomly when like, that's just not how it works. So I don't know. He just, he explained it in a way, like have your own back first always. And then like, you'll find people that will understand you and hopefully you'll be able to trust them eventually. The thing, the thing is, is you put, you, you've put people and it's not you, it's all of us do it to each other. We've put ourselves in a really hard position because no one can be trusted. So at some point, at some point we have to be like, Okay, it doesn't matter. I, I accept the fact that that yeah. we can't trust each other, and I still love you for it. It's it's a it's a fucking mind fuck, right? But it is. If you want to be happy, that's the way you got to go. Sorry, go ahead. Like everyone's selfish, you know. Like you're gonna do what's best for you ultimately first. Usually, you know, in the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, push, push comes to stuff. You see, I mean, in in the most scary conditions, you've seen that. I, there's this. Um, mm-hmm. There's this book I was reading, it's called Mouse. It's like a graphic novel. It won the Pulitzer mm-hmm. Prize. And it's basically the story of the Holocaust. And you're, you're seeing these people who were really tight together. The Jews were so tight, so tight. But then when it came to just start killing, they used, every, it was fend for yourself. You know what I mean? It was like fucking throw anyone under the bridge as long as they didn't take your baby and kill your baby. Right. Exactly. Do you think, do you think about having kids? I thought about it. I want to pass on these athletic genes. That's it. 
Yeah, go girl. That will be an interesting one for you too because with the trust thing, because when you have a kid, it kind of doesn't matter what they do to you. You let them fucking right. trample right over your heart and you'll be like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> I have a dog and I let him do whatever. Uh, yeah, I, it's pretty cool you have a dog and that you... um rolling. Um, when you started the... Um, Thank you, Brian. By the way, I owe you a huge thank you. Just for letting me just 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 for letting me run around in Danielle's head. I'm sure you have like a million questions, and you're being so cool. Well, um, on the what? back, talking about. <laughs> Damn it! I shouldn't have thanked you. Dude, is this is this community that you're in right now like one of the most supportive communities you've ever been a part of? Yeah, with like Justin. Yeah. Yeah, with underdogs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I would say, I mean, I still am not there yet with Justin. I mean, he talks to me all the time. He's like, you can trust me. Like, I love you. You know, I have your back. Maybe your best interest at heart. Um, but yeah, totally. Like, I've been at two other gyms kind of when I was going to the games and stuff. And I felt like they they just liked me because of how good I was at CrossFit. And what's and wrong with I, that? What's wrong with that? And nothing's wrong with that, but don't act like my don't act like you're just my friend. Right. So, uh, who's Justin? Tell me who Justin is. He's a uh, our coach. So he's he runs like the underdog program. He programs for us. Does everything. And when you say our, who are you referring to? Carrie, Bethany, Tola, Matt. I think that's all of us. And Nicholas was Listen. there for a while. Nicholas. Listen, you dumb fucks who write that I ask questions that I already know the answers to. I do that for two reasons. One, so we're all caught up and understand the story. And two, you fucking morons. Even if you think you know the answer, have a little bit of humility to let people fucking answer for themselves because maybe you're wrong. Close parentheses. Sorry. That was just a little commentary. Cool. Um, so you have how long have you been training with Justin? Because I see I've seen that's the guy in your Instagram. Like you'll be doing squats and he's sitting against the wall, like studying you. And I've just imagined he's like, hey, deeper or faster or explode out of the yeah. bottom. Or he's just like talking shit to you. Yeah. And how long have you been there? Uh, I moved there in. No, I moved to Vegas in November. And I think he, we like fully started doing his program in like December. No, like January, January. Holy shit. Isn't. And Brian, I'd like to hear your opinion too. So you've only, you haven't even been there six months. You've been there six months. About, yeah. Um, Isn't that a little, um, well, where did you train before and why did you leave? And then, and then the follow-up question is, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this too, Brian, isn't that too close to the games to be switching coaches? Well, I didn't have a coach before. Oh, all right. I was at ASAP Fitness, which was my ex-boyfriend's gym. And, I met Justin at the game, the virtual games in 2020, right? I think that was in August, I think. No, July. I forget. 2020 virtual games in July. Met Justin, Bethany. Justin came to Sacramento to do the games with me. Met him. And do you know Cooper? Cooper with Lab Management, who is all of our agent, was like, hey, DB, you should look into getting a coach. I think Justin would be a good option. Um, had a phone call with Justin. Everything we wanted, like, aligned, you know, as far as from, like, an athlete perspective, our goals, um, and all that. So 
called him and then one day was in Sacramento and was like, I need to move to Vegas and packed my stuff and drove to Vegas. And you just only got one speeding. <laughs> that speeding I got in like February of 2019. But because of COVID, I like didn't have to pay it for like two years and like the whole, I didn't have like a California license. So I had to like get a California license and then just like all this shit. Do you have a job? Do you have a a day job? (laughs) No, not anymore. So graduate coaching. I coached full time and worked at a GNC. That's it. Right when I graduated. Correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, but I think when I looked at your Instagram before the semifinals, you had 111,000 followers. And I think I looked this morning. Oh, before semifinals? Yeah. And I think I looked this morning. It's so hard for me to find everyone because I unfollowed everyone because I'm trying to get unshadow banned. Okay. Explain to me what that even is. That's going to happen to you soon if you don't keep your mouth shut. Um, you say, That's when you tell people anything bad about vaccines. Not even bad about vaccines. Even if you tell people good things about vaccines. If you read stuff off the CDC website about vaccines, uh, Mr. Zuckerberg will... Uh, I want... Sh- <laughs> you want what? You want to get shadow banned? love it when people come after me on the gram. Um, so now you have 156,000 followers. You have... Uh, what did that? Did you see that happen? I did. Yeah. So tell tell me about that. So you like you go to the semifinals, you have one hundred eleven thousand, and then all of a sudden, four days later, you look at your Instagram, and it's just it's, does that drain your phone battery? Just like all those. <laughs> so I actually turned off my notifications, mm-hmm. and then which was nice. So I went to Zion a couple days later, and I actually broke my phone. So I broke my phone. So like the screen didn't even work. So I couldn't even like do shit on my phone. And that's, so why, just, that's why it took us a week to be able to talk. I was just like, fuck it. I can't really talk to anyone. And so I didn't. And then I was like, okay, I have to get a new phone because people want me. Had you been there a- before to Zion? No, I had never been there. It's one of the like memorable places I visited in the country. I really liked it really? there. What hikes did you do? I can't remember. We were on a, uh, I was with a friend of mine and we were playing collegiate soccer. We were pretty fit and we were like willing to put it to the test. So we did like the longest ones all on the same day. It was a long day. Like the, I feel like the Narrows is really long. The Narrows is where you walk through water like the whole time. I don't think There's we did that. that. We, we wanted ones where we, you would go up. We went up. We did definitely did Angels Landing and we did at the end. And we were like racing the sun to get back down. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Angel's Landing is pretty. And it's not that intense. Honestly, it was just annoying because there are so many people. And so people were really scared to climb the ropes and go up the go up the mountain or whatever. Do you have a girlfriend now? No, I don't. No, so you- I say yes. Maybe I should keep this going. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely keep no, it going. But yeah, I, when I moved to Vegas. My roommate Mel, we just uh, we just told everyone we were dating. And uh, did you just meet her? Yeah, I just met her. So I want to talk about h- how you move. So you 
you you're are you living somewhere and you're paying rent in Sacramento? Yes. And then you just say you give him your a two week notice and you're out. Ex boyfriend. Okay, so he still got the place. So you're like, hey, bro, I'm out. Yeah. And you, what is it like? Um, do you, do you have a bad choice in men? No, I don't think no. so. You choose good men. Um, he just, you know, he had his own issues. And I was like, I can't keep up. So peace. Um, because I would think to be with someone who's pursuing yeah. the goals that you're pursuing, they have to be very is supportive. The right word. Flexible. Yeah. I think we just like lived too much of a similar lifestyle. Cause he was the gym owner. And then I was like the gym goer. And then like, he was super chill, but he was just like too chill. Like I'm chill, but like, he was like too chill. Didn't, didn't understand what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I don't think, yeah. You, I think you guys are in a really unique p- position. The, the hundred of you, I don't think anyone understands what you guys are doing. I mean, we, we yeah. think we understand what you're doing from the outside, but we really have no fucking clue. Yeah. Um, so, whatever. Um, so that's why we do podcasts with you. Oh, you when you canceled the, the first podcast we were going to do with you, you canceled at 3.50 a.m. So I just imagined, I imagined, when I heard that, I imagined, I'm like, oh, she's like just popped two hits of MDMA and is still at the party. And is like, fuck this. I can't do this at 10 a.m. Was that the... <laughs> Oh, that was the Buttery Bros one? No, uh, was, was it, it that? Ma- yeah, maybe it was. I love it. Yeah. Am I accurate? I was still up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. We- so, how is, how is, it, did you, so I'm assuming you have, you had, you drank some alcohol that night. Yeah. You're 21 years old and, uh, you're 25. So you can partake in adult beverages. Um, so how is that? Is that like after you've put in all that work, is it just like one sip of alcohol and you're just just crushed because you're so dehydrated and like, is that no. just, no. Wasn't one sip. No. <laughs> do, do, you turn, do you turn into a lightweight when you pushed yourself that hard for a weekend? I don't, mm, I don't, I'm not a lightweight when I drink. But that night probably was a little bit of a lightweight, which is fine. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's totally fine, especially if you water your drinks down so you can stay up all night and keep it going. But it's not fine if you're not if you're not aware of it. Next thing you know, you're in the bathroom puking in the toilet. Right. That's never good. So you so then you so you you pack up, you end this relationship, you have Vegas to go to, you know, they're going to go. And then so you just how did you find Mel? You found her on Craigslist? No. So actually when Carrie was training for the games, like that two weeks leading up to Carrie the, Pierce. yes, Carrie, Carrie, KP, when she was training, me and Bethany were like, Hey, like, let's go, let's go train with her. And so we did. And then there was these girls at the gym and they were like, Hey, her name is Mel. That's my roommate's name. She's like, Hey, I'm Mel. I know you're here. If you want to like come party with us, like, I'm, I'm extending the offer, you know, like come party with us. And so I was like, okay, well I'm not training for the games. So they were like, we're going to the pool. And I was like, I want to go to the pool. So I went to the pool with them. We like had some drinks and she's like, I actually need a roommate. And I was like, no way. That's crazy because I'm trying to move to Vegas and I need a place to live. So, so, I was she, like, oh. so she courted you, she courted you, 
got you drunk, seduced you, and brought you into the lion's den. She took advantage of me. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Thanks. And Daniel, then you, I heard you were DB and Carrie is KP. Do you guys call Bethany? We actually don't. And it's so funny because someone was like, why don't you call Bethany? Yeah. I only go by DB because that's what Cooper calls me. It's just easier. Oh, I did have his name written down here. It was Tyler. Tyler Wilcox. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's my ex. Yeah, he seemed like he was a good one. He was. He really was. Yeah, yeah it didn't end on a bad note. You represented him well. Yeah. There's a video of you on your Instagram that I hadn't seen before, and maybe Brian's going to laugh at me because yeah. everyone's done it. But um, you do a handstand walk forward. And then backwards. And then backward, which really backward is forward and forward is backward. But for, yeah. Uh, uh, Brian, have you, have you seen that video? And have you ever seen anyone do that? <clears throat> on the obstacle? Handstand. Up and uh, down over a flight of stairs. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Daniel. No, you're good. I think I've, I've seen uh, some people do it. I, I think mostly it's gymnasts, like former gymnasts that can do that pretty easily. Who else would be? Yeah, yeah get them, Danielle. Get them. Get them. I feel like I saw it. Ryan, can uh, you show us that? Yeah. You, you've said you've seen it before. So I want to know who else is doing it. Oh, yeah. This guy, Ryan's going to hook. Oh. I feel like I saw Joshua Alchama do something like this recently. No. Let's see. Pull it up. Blow that up. Blow that up, Ryan. That's Don't be afraid. Cool. Zoom in on that girl. <laughs> Zoom in. And in the full video, I Look actually... Look at this shit. Look at this shit. This is crazy. Forward. Say that again. Okay. In the In the original video that I posted, this was just like a different ad one. I went forward, backwards, forward. Because everyone was like, go forward. No, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that completely like that mm. before. But I, but I would. Some can. Maybe. I'm it's sure Alex Smith could it's do it. It's hard to impress. He's so yeah. just like. Um, so that's pretty impressive. Um, would you like to see that at the games? That would be really. Uh, one more time, I cut you off. Yeah, that'd be sick. I mean, if they did, cool. Dave Castro is looking out for me, but I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt well, we're doing Tell me about your relationship with Dave. So t- tell me, like, you, you you were on the demo team. Can you tell me, like, how that happens? Like, you're just sitting at home and, like, Wilson texts you or what happens? I think I want to say it was Wilson, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I literally was chilling in the gym. And getting an email and they were like, hey, Danielle, like, I know it's really last minute, but, like, do you want to? I think it was, like that weekend they were like hey do you want to come this weekend to be on the demo team at the crossfit games yep at the crossfit games and i was like oh shit and i was like yeah let's do it and they i actually drove so i was like they were gonna fly me but it's like del mar is how far from sacramento Right. an hour or two so i was like yo can you guys get me a rental car they got me a rental car and i drove down there and we did it so. is, is it because you didn't want to um I didn't want to fly. No. you don't want to wear a mask on the plane probably not no, yeah well and like flying would have taken right you get there an hour before then you have like an hour flight and then you're like in the airport it's just obnoxious versus just like 
putting your shit in a car, driving, and then you're there. I agree. I agree. So I'm like, let's see if we can drive. I have on my Perrier at 44 minutes. I couldn't. I couldn't wait. Seven. I sent. I sent Ron of of Joshua Chama doing a handstand trick. Yeah. Oh it's not quite what you were, what you had done, but I didn't. I love it how you shit on our guests, Brian. I'm trying right. to like open them no, up no, and no. love on them. Look at so look at this intimate shit. And oh, oh, that that's what I was it? thinking. Of. You can do that, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was. Can you cute. do? Oh. Can you do that move, Danielle? Yeah, I can do that move. So I found out that apparently he used to do. That's where he. But I'm saying there's like a lot of athletes in the sport that have the, I guess, break dancing, gymnastics, and once these. Uh, I feel like these tricks come up every once in a while. Like someone was doing the muscle ball with the night ball between their legs, and then everyone was doing it. And so I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if a couple of people end up this, but I think it's going to be less than I originally expected. Yeah, especially it's not that cool. I mean, it's cool, but <laughs> so, it's so unique. The, so you get to Del Mar. You uh, is it? That's not where the games were, were they? No, no it, aromas. You mean you right. come to aromas? My bad. Okay, so you come to aromas. You drive down there, which is super close from Sacramento. Yes. And then, um, so you check into your hotel. Which hotel do you stay at? It was like right by that sports field. I forget. Okay. okay. And um, who else, did you know? Any of the people on the team? Had you ever met Dave before? Tell us about just the whole vibe. No detail is too too much. I've never met. I think it was Saxon, right? I'd never met Chandler. And the thing is, I was like, where's the other girl? I was like, why is there no other girl? To athlete? This is like, what the hell? Like, I know literally no one, but at least I could like vibe with a girl, you know, Saxon and Chandler. I don't know. And, uh, was, oh, and I had to pick, I forgot. I had to pick up Chandler from the airport. Like, they were like, hey, you're renting a car. Like, go pick up Chandler on your way and then, like, meet us here. So I, like, pick up Chandler, who I'd, like, I don't think I'd ever met him. Oh, I met him once. I met him after the games in 2019. I met him at the games. We were, like, partying. That's the only time I met him. And then uh, pick him up. It's kind of weird. I was like, yo, I don't really know you. But we're, like, in this car ride together. We show up and there, and then we have to like get COVID tested and all this shit. So that one. And, and, and so there was never another girl on that team. No. And maybe <laughs> that was because they could only have so many people. You know what I mean? Because they were limited. Supposed to be Christy Aramo, but then she like she couldn't for some reason. She backed out. She got pregnant. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, but actually, funny. So yeah, since I like didn't really know Dave. The whole time he's just like, he like, he acted like he didn't know who I was. Like he was like, oh, you got like 10th in 2019. Oh, you won a CrossFit Games event. And I'd be like, yeah, I did. Like you actually like gave me a high five after I won an event. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, cool, cool, cool. And then before I was on the demo team, I would look at who looked at my story. And I saw Dave Castro was like creeping in my stories, but like didn't follow me. Like, Hmm, like this is weird. And then they asked me to be on the demo team and I was like, okay, this makes sense. But at one point he's like, Hey, what's your Instagram? And I was like, don't act like you don't know my Instagram. 
I was like, I saw you creeping in my stories so many times. And he's like, oh, I found you. And I was like, that's what I thought. So I'm going to yeah. tell you what a cool guy Dave is. He, he actually, is? he actually told me, I don't know if it was that night, but when I, the next time I talked to him, he's like, damn, he's like, you got to meet this girl, Danielle Brandon. I said, why is it? She schooled the fuck out of me. I go, what do you mean? He's like, she saw me creeping in her, in her story. And she called me out on it in front of everyone. I, he was so, he was so proud. He, he loves that shit. <laughs> I mean, he, he's a seal. He wants to be, you know, he wants to like box. Oh yeah. 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 He, so like, you know, so many people talk trash on him. And so, you That's know, so cool. You called him out on that. Why aren't you scared? Why weren't you scared? You said that like, Hey, I saw you creep into my yeah. dance. He told me that exact word you yeah, said. I was, I was like, like, damn. I was like, I saw you on him. I know you know my Instagram. Like, don't act like you don't. Uh, I don't know. He Everybody- said you mentioned someone else's name creeping in your Instagram too. In that scene. He said two people. He said, well, Do you remember yeah. that? Matt Frazier was. Yeah. Matt <laughs> he said, he said you called him and Matt out for creeping in his dance. But I saw that shit. Especially like they have the check mark. It's a hard not. It's not hard to miss. I'm dying. Um, yeah. Why don't you have a blue check mark? Is that like standard? Like does um does lab management refuse to um allow anyone to have a blue check mark? Right. Is that like- thing is that the Cooper only represents people. If you get a blue check mark, he kicks you to the curb. Right? Like, why can't I be validated out here? What the hell? Yeah. But I really know Dave then and then got to know him really well. So that was it's interesting. Did that break the ice when you called him on that? Did it, everything kind of, did you feel everything change at that moment? Yeah. And I really liked his dog too. So, so kind of helped, you know, and I was, you know, making moves and it probably helped too. when. <laughs> We were just talking trash. I was talking trash on Chandler. I was like calling Chandler out because Chandler didn't want to do do a workout. And I was like, why not? Like, that's what we're here to do. And he probably just saw that and liked that I like to talk shit. Um, he is serious as a heart attack. And he's very curt, especially when he's at the games. It's almost like I'm, I'm sure he was even more curt when he was a SEAL and they were in battle. But it's <laughs> not there's, – there's no um, wasted words. He's not right. like – to the demo team hey would you guys mind coming out here for a minute it's like go stand on the 20 yard line literally and yeah if people can't handle that they're fucked oh yeah yeah i mean even like you'd be like okay we're gonna do this workout again like, <laughs> like i don't minutes after you finish it you know oh i'd be like okay we're gonna do it in front of the athletes now and it was like oh shit okay that's awesome yeah. Yeah, and and uh and he likes people who show up and um yeah, and handle their business. Take their responsibility seriously. Don't complain. And don't don't be a weenie. You can say the other word. Don't we're going to say don't be a bitch. It's fine. Don't be, don't be a bitch. Don't be a pussy. Yep. Danielle, I um you made that post you made that post. Uh, it was just in your story. It was just really quick about something about not being vaccinated. And yeah. I got really concerned for you because, um, from the, uh, from the, uh, I think I saw on the, on the president's Instagram or something, or it came from somewhere, the U S government, it was saying that young people who aren't vaccinated are having trouble dating because no one wants to date them. Have you been struggling finding, um, dates? No. Since you said that? No. Okay. No. Good. I was really scared. for you. Uh, 
concerned. I was like, dude, dudes must just be throwing their nose up in the air to this girl. <laughs> dude. I think it got more. I think it got more traction after saying that. Well, the thing is, is that the, for the most part, the people who aren't getting vaccinated don't care if you get vaccinated, but the people who are vaccinated are hating on us. So you gotta, you kind of have to stick together. It's like, we don't want to hate on you, but like, leave us alone. Stop. Right? Like, yeah. It, we don't want to hate on you, but if you attack us, we kind of got to bond together and start like throwing some rocks back at your shit. I actually got some, it's so in Zion, it's, this is fucking crazy. In Zion, the only place you have to wear a mask is on the shuttle buses. So like the shuttle buses take you to like the stops of whatever hike you want to do. Right. And that's the only place like at the bars, everywhere you're eating before you're even on the shuttle, you don't have to wear a mask. So I get on the shuttle and I'm like, I like wore my mask, but then I like took it off. I like took off my mask and just like this random ass lady. I couldn't even, I didn't even know who said it was like, and I was with my friend and they were like, and we both didn't wear a mask. And she's like, can you two put on your mask? And I was like, who the fuck just said that? And I was like, whatever, I'll put my mask on. And then a minute later I was like, fuck this. I was like, nobody's going to tell me to wear a fucking mask. Like, no. So I like took it off and just like face forward the whole time. We were getting off the bus stop. She's like, oh no, a round of applause for the two assholes that couldn't wear their masks. Like, <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, are you serious? I was just like, I was like, have a great day. And they like turn around and we get off the bus and they all take off their masks immediately. And I'm just like, what is the fucking point? Just like, they're probably in their fifties and they're just like throwing up middle fingers at us. And I'm like, I hope you guys feel so good about yourself. Like, I don't understand. Like at I the don't national park. Yeah. Middle fingers. Yeah. Like, like you guys look really good. <laughs> like <laughs> I get, I, I don't even want to ask about what their fitness looked like. Oh, I, we wanted to just be like, you're fat, but we refrained. You should have just said, Hey, you look unhealthy. We don't want to be mean. <laughs> I just, Oh, like, it's we so fun. Stefan, you want to hear my, right my, the best. Yeah. Last week I was walking around. Yes. There was a, a person who was, sidewalk wearing a mask drinking a coke and eating ice cream cone and struggling no. to figure out how to eat the ice cream cone because their mask was on their pipe with a coke and ice cream cone no <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness and by the way so those of you who who don't know why we're laughing we're laughing because when you eat like shit that's what makes you susceptible to this thing that they're calling the pandemic if you don't eat like shit and you i mean you don't even have to exercise you just have to not eat like shit but just like respect you don't have to yeah so it's a what is it a, a conundrum a paradox a look at something just popped up on my screen is this a chat that i should be reading in my head did you guys see did something pop up on your screen no mm. oh <laughs> i'm just gonna close it hey ryan if you were trying to tell me something do it again <sighs> Please let us know what to, oh, it looks like we're having some sort of recording quality issues. God, wouldn't this be a shame if this didn't go? I think it's going. Okay, good. I, I'm really concerned because this, because Danielle's on a phone. Danielle, are you on Wi-Fi or are you using cell, cell service? I'm on Wi-Fi. Damn, high tech. <clears throat> is, 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 um, do you think you'll ever like 
connect with your computer or you'll, you're just more and more moving to your phone no. every day? Phone. The computer reminds me of, like, I only used it for college homework, you know? Everything's just on my phone. Who do you want to meet when you go to the games? Is there anyone you want to meet? Mm. No. Not, no one I can think of. <laughs> no. Not that, no. To, I think she wants to meet the people that hand the big checks to the athletes that stand on the podium. That'd be awesome. But as far as athlete-wise, no, not really. No one I really want to meet. No one I like am fangirling over. Um, are you guys going to be there? No. Okay, I will. Well, Brian will be. All right, Brian, let's meet. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> cool. So, so, so you're in Vegas and Bethany lives there and Carrie Pierce lives there and yes. Mel lives there. How yep. do you see Bethany and Carrie Pierce every day? At the gym. Yeah. And, mm. and, and do you go there seven days a week? Yeah. No, we go six. Okay. Six. And do you see, and do you see Justin there every day too? Just about at okay. least, at least three times a week. And does he do your programming? Yep. And so there must be some trust if you're letting someone do your programming. Yeah, because I never had a coach before. And it was that hard to change to shift to that? Um, it was the only hard shift was to uh, check in with someone. You know, like into like track my things. He'd be like, Danielle, like you need to write down your times, your weights, like you need to write this stuff down. And I was just like, uh, why? You know, but that's that was the hardest adjustment. So he's raising you a little bit. He's yeah. like raising you into an athlete. Yep. Um, and it sounds like you're pushing back, but you also know you have to do it. Yes. And um, who, who's in charge of your nutrition? Who do you take nutritional advice from? Now, Mike from M2. M2. Performance. Yeah. Yeah. And, how and that was just like two months, two months ago, I think. Because I don't eat enough. And so one day on the bike, I died. Like I was like on the bike and I was just like, Justin, my body is like shutting down. And he's like, all right, fuck Danielle. Like Jesus, like, can we like do something about this? So he called Cooper, our agent and was like, yo, Cooper, like you need to help Danielle. She needs to figure this out because this is stupid. And then I got hooked up with Mike. And are you stoked on him? I am. He. Because with a lot of other nutrition companies and a lot of other people, they're just like, okay, here it is. And it's like, here, eat this. And it's like, okay, yeah, I know. Like, I'm an athlete. I went to college for exercise science. Like, I started out as a nutrition major. Like, I know I should be eating. I know what I should be eating. But Mike is just, like, on my ass every day. Like, yo, did you eat? Like, are you eating? Make sure to, like, eat something right now. So he's, like, he's – a literal nutrition coach in that sense, you know, like he's on your ass every day. So, okay. And, and he's probably once again, taking extra interest in you because you're a fast car on the track. Right? Yes. And he, and his boy Cooper reached out to you and you're representing his brand. Here you are saying what you're eating and you, and he sure as fuck doesn't want you coming on here and being like, yeah, he called me once. <laughs> right. 
Exactly. Yeah. And, like and do you like the food? Do they actually send you food to eat or they no. tell you to go to the no. store and buy? We like talk about like what I should be eating, how many calories, macros. He's like, he's like go buy this, do this. Um, so he doesn't like send us food or anything, but he, he tells me literally what to eat. And then, um, FaceTimes me, calls me, texts me just about every, because I got on, he's like, usually I text my athletes every two, three days. He's like, but if you become bad enough, I'll text you every day. So he texts me just about every day. And do you eat all the food that he tells you to eat? We're slowly increasing. Are you at 50% yet? Yeah. I mean, before I was eating probably maybe like 1500 calories a day. Yeah. Wow. It's just, I don't know. Like, you know, have you ever like worked out and then you're not hungry? I've, That's I, I've, huh? I've never worked out in my life once as hard as you worked out like yesterday. <laughs> ever and i've tried to but i just haven't i mean i've yeah. tried i don't know yeah it was just a, it was just a bad habit that i was into and then um he was like yo if you want to be good you have to eat and fuel so you know the thing about like really eating enough is you also have to manage your time well enough to do it, is it uh, yeah to get to get three thousand plus cal if you're trying to eat healthy food it's very hard yeah Exactly. Oh, for, once, what's up? Well, I just want to interrupt for a second. One, we have a plumber. Is that, is that Mike? <laughs> Anyhow, the here is one of the problems. Okay. But you look here, see that little scratch okay. across there? Yeah. That's what caused the leak. Oh, okay. And anyhow, that's shoddy workmanship. So okay. Myra should complain to. Okay. If you can I'll tell Melissa. Okay, cool. Great. I'm back. Did shit pour out of your toilet today? Did your toilet back backfire today? Almost. No, nah, we had we had a leak. We had a leak in our house, and it was like under, you know, like under the house. So oh. we had to have like a plumber come find it. I but. like the image of you just being an. The, here you are, this amazing athlete. But I like this idea of you taking a deuce, flush the toilet overflowing, and you having to panic and reach behind and turn it off real quick just to make you feel like more normal, like the rest of us. Hey, I am more normal. I had food poisoning like a month ago. Awesome, awesome. I feel better. I feel better about myself already. <laughs> um, do you ever work out with normal people? Like, do you ever work out with someone who like just normal people? Yeah, I actually did the other day. Uh, what was that like? I realized I suck at working out with other people. <laughs> it's like no, no one else is paying. I'm just like, fuck, like, hurry up. Just you know what's like, cool about that? What you said? You're taking responsibility for it. You didn't blame them and say they're fucking slow as fuck, those bitches. Yeah. You said, hey, it's me. I suck at working out with other people. I do. I really do. Accountability. Yeah, yeah, it's not them. They're just doing it for fun. I just realized I suck at being a casual fitness person. When's the last time you thought about taking out your nose ring permanently? Oh, never. Oh, okay. Never. See how I had a presupposition there, Brian? Like I was like some sort of psychic. It hurt too bad to get it pierced. You know, too much work. Were you like in Jamaica when you did it or Thailand or 
No, I was in college. It was a oh. it was a deal. It was a <laughs> Friday. The- <laughs> no, I was in college. Oh God! Oh. Like we wrote this. Um, the toe spacers. Yes. Um, Bethany Shadburn got me on them. So, would you recommend them? Should I get some? Yeah, it's a it's a cheap investment, <clears throat> and it works. And when you say it works, it like every, your toes are oh nice, Brian. I think I have those ones. She has some really cool ones, though, Brian. Have you seen hers? Yeah, they like go. Yeah, they look cool too, though. I've never seen those ones. The Give ones some- Brian. What? Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. Say that again. Have some gnarly bunions or what? Is that why he has those? No, no. I've just known the secrets of uh, improving my fitness for several years now. Oh, starts from. Yeah, true. Ryan, do you wear those every podcast? Is that like your one hour of like toe spacer time? You put those on? Well, not this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I use them. I've had them for probably since probably 2017. And wow. squatting has always been challenging. Um, I, like really, I think most movements core to extremity, of course, but the ground up for most of the stuff we're doing is very important. And I knew that I had a significant imbalance on due to an ankle injury from college. So I've just used them to try to improve my stability overall over the last three or four years. Yeah. Hers are like, I have those ones too, Brian, and they're kind of like bulbous. Hers are like aerodynamic and hold tight to the feet, right? And yours even has mm-hmm. like like a little cover as they pull over. Yeah, I've never seen the ones that you guys have. Do you sleep with those? No. I, one time I tried, and when I took them off, my feet, hurt like it, it was not a good feeling I'm like i don't think you're supposed to sleep in these and what and what brand are those are you sponsored by those people mm-hmm. the toast spacer yeah so it's funny because bethany was like she's been wearing them for years i think and she was always like trying to get them to sponsor her and no, they were like no we don't sponsor people and then they finally sponsored her and then i was like hey like i kind of want to I want to like use them and check them out. And then I started using them and they were like, Hey, we want to sponsor you. So they started sponsoring me and now they're starting to sponsor like, like street Horner. And I, I'm sure there's other people now, but like, they just like hopped on. They're like these CrossFitters and toe spacers. So. They, they, I don't really need them. Cause I walk around barefoot, like tw- oh. I don't have shoes on like one or two hours a day. And wow. And, and I, and a lot of videos I see you in, you're not wearing shoes either. You walk, you cruise in the flip flops and barefoot, and yeah, I do. But there, but I love the idea of them. And when I see people's feet who are all crumpled like that, it's like man. a thing you're so unaware of, and then they just like bring attention to it, and you're like, wow, this is actually crazy that people's feet like form to their shoe. Yeah, you're, you're, you're sitting in the sixth grade and they're talking to you about what assholes the Japanese were to their women by binding their feet. And meanwhile, we're in the sixth grade and we're all sitting in there getting our feet bound by our Nikes. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, it took me, took me, like, it's how crazy. stupid, how stupid are we? You're so stupid. Oh, my. Um, Brian, do you want to talk about anything fitness related or games related? Yeah. You're into the games, right, Brian? Yeah. Why have you not? You should update your Instagram. Your games. 
Oh, I mean, I actually have to compete first. That's fair. <laughs> I, yeah. I, look at he's trying to take Cooper's job. He's trying to take Cooper's job. He's. Well, some I like I actually like her perspective on it. Some people are very eager to do that. She wants to see it through beforehand. Yeah, like, my favorite thing now. I mean, it's great. It's a cool thing, but the the semifinal athlete now. The do, semi. Uh, does does or Justin? Quarter- you guys on anything, um, like mindful mindset with related to your training? Do you guys like have dedicated? to focus at it does it give you guys stuff individually so with mindset i mean that was a big thing with me coming in um and so i think what did he he had me he was like he just was like we need to work on self-talk so you know be aware of the things that you're saying to yourself but now i actually just started working with a mindset coach and um i'm blanking on her name which is terrible um, she is with like the driven training mindset. I forget, but I just started working with her. So now, and what, he, if, yes. what if they fuck her up, Brian? What if this, what if this self-talk she has is murder my opponent, just destroy them, win it all fucking cost. And they try to turn into some like fucking positive uh, fucking hippie. I told her, so I told Justin, I was like in college, we would have these mindset talks all the time and they were just so stupid like that right like so cookie cutter tell yourself you can do it and you can do it like look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful and then you're beautiful and I'm just like that is such bullshit like I hate that because for me I'm fueled by like Daniel like Daniel you fucking suck like what the fuck are you doing get your shit together and then I'm you know I do better on that and so I, I was like I'll talk to her so we had a phone call and I told her I was like I'm not not a cookie cutter mindset person. Like I'm not going to just tell myself I'm amazing and that's not how I work. So it's one of the more interesting developments in the space right now. You know, if you're looking at all the games athletes, obviously your efficiency on a muscle up or on running or on fish for everyone. And there's kind of some tried and true practices in terms of, you know, improving some of those things. Maybe, your body type but when it comes to mindset the athletes that i've gotten to know over the last couple years there's such a broad spectrum of what works in terms of motivating them like you talk about that's why i'm kind of been curious as these little coalitions underdog and proven and comp training are are starting to form if the mindset is a piece that they're that's going to be more beneficial for athletes or by having you know maybe a group you know something that's more group oriented yeah, I think comp train does a lot of group stuff, but I think as far as, I mean, like Carrie, Bethany and I were such different athletes that I don't, I don't think one thing would work for all of us at all. So, and Justin probably sees that. Well, that's good. And then you, you, you have are... the opportunity to get your own coach for that area. Yeah. The little bit I've talked to the three of you, not only are you three you come across as very different just in your presentation, your energy, but you also kind of don't fit the mold for the other athletes too. I would more easily be able to put them into a batch than put you three into a batch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, so. And I've talked to Bethany the least and, and, and I've had, I don't know, probably a dozen interactions with Carrie over the years. Nothing mm-hmm. as long as this though. Nothing as long as this. Mm-hmm. 
Great. Good. When, when will you uh, train next? Tomorrow. And why not today? Uh, I will train today, but it's like just a running workout. Doesn't count. <laughs> well, it's like a light day. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. No, I, just, I just wanted to ask about a couple of the events from West Coast Classic. And kind of in the mindset of, you know, this will be the third time you games, but it's most likely going to be the first time that the full CrossFit games that we, you know, athletes participate in when they're trying to make the games. And right. have some experience, and it's fair to call you, a, you know, not a rookie, but it is also most likely going to be the first year that you've got four competition presumably um yeah and so i've seen live competition in a long time and you had in my three events that i thought kind of stood on the weekend at the west coast classic and so i just wanted to see how you felt about those events and if you felt like they were in any way good preparation or maybe not for for the games this summer and the first one is is the ruck because you you did that one at the games. I think it's the only one of the workouts from West Coast Classic that you had previously. Yeah. In my opinion, this was a totally different event than the from the games. Yeah. The sandbag was way worse. And 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 that first lap was lighter. So the first lap was I think just 10 pounds, whereas at the games it was 20. So the first lap was like I mean, approaching it at the games in 2019, I think I had the thought, like, I'm going to save myself for, like, the later laps. So I – but you got to the later laps and, like, nobody saved themselves. Like, everybody was doing, like, the same pace. So it was really how that first and second lap went. Like, if you got out – like, if you went out hard enough and basically you just maintained. Like, nobody was really passing each other on those third and fourth laps. Um, so yeah, last weekend I definitely like tried to push the first two laps because they were lighter and then everyone was going to probably move very similar with the third and fourth lap. But, and I guess like just, just from like your performances and results over the years, you do generally do better on, on the relative to the lighter ones. When an, when an event like this pops up in the course of a competition weekend, is it is it realistic for you to say like I'm not like I can't really worry too much about this one. I just have to like not put myself in a deficit for all the rest of them. Right. I mean, I, the thing is, I'm not a bad runner. Like when I did the trail run run at the games, like when we tested it, I did really good. Like my time would have won. That's it some self positive talk. That's some positive talk right there. Yeah, like I'm a good runner. That's the thing. (laughs) So in 2019, when the ruck run came, I actually had stress fractures in my foot. So I like wasn't running. And so I was just like, whatever. This is just like damage control event. Like we're going to see how it goes. And then, yeah, when this one popped up, I was like, whatever, this is going to be a damage control event. Like it's not going to be my best, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to get last. Like I, you know, I know I'm going to be like middle of the pack. Seven, do you know what happened to, to Danielle at the 2019 games or how that weekend end up finishing for her? No. So she, I mean, I didn't know this thing about the stress, stress fractures. I don't know if very many people did, but <clears throat> she was the le- 
the last one cut before the final 10. And then after the weekend, one of those 10 failed the drug. Oh, fuck me. And I think I was 11th and it was, it went down to a tie break. So I think it was me and Amanda, I believe me and Amanda were tied. And then like, she had a second and I had a third or like something like that. What and that was after the sprint event. So she had to run again on the, on the stress fractures. I bet you can guess what movement was in the event that she won at the game, Savan. No, I cannot. Think about the... Oh, the, handstand walks. Handstand walks. Yeah. <laughs> look at Brian making me look smart. That's You're a good <laughs> dude, Brian. That was softball. That was a good dude. Hey, I, um, this morning before um, you came on, I got on the assault bike and was just pedaling slow and I put on um, Arm and Hammer's podcast. Do you remember being on that podcast? Yeah, it was like two weeks ago. And he said something. Well, you can't even remember your your coach's name. So, I mean, I'm, I'm taking it easy on you. Um, uh, you. He said something that was fascinating to me. He said that basically you qualified. And thanks, Armin, for digging this up and sharing it with the world. Um, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, you qualified yeah. for the regionals but didn't go because you were a scholarship athlete at Sac State and you had to pole vault. Blaze that weekend. Say that again. We had NCAAs the same weekend as regionals. That's got to put you in some sort of unique club. I don't know. if I mean, have you heard of anyone else not going to denying it four times, Brian? Times. I think when I finally, like, people thought I was, like, fake. They were like, this is who is fake athlete. They probably thought you were all juiced up and didn't want to go and get tested. Honestly, probably. I mean, that's what I would think. Yeah, I would. I would think that too. That's or you good- were, so, or you were some sort of like terrorist, and you couldn't leave your country because some prior. I don't know. Right. Um, does it? Are there any other pole vaulters besides you and Annie that you know of? Did you know Annie was a pole vaulter? I did know that. I did know that. Mm, I don't think so. No, I have this weird I recollection that I've that I know that there is someone else, but I can't I can't think of who it is. It's really a fascinating. Um, there's it's it's really cool. I think people love watching pole vaulting. It's kind of funny. Like you might not go out of your way to watch it, but if you walk by a TV and you saw it, you'd stop. Yeah, yeah I'll check this shit out for sure. You ever had a pole break on you? I did just once. Is that the most common question you get? Yeah, probably. And- and did it break when you were up on it, like doing the flagpole thing? Yeah. So I did like, I just like flipped. I just like did a 360 and then like landed and just got like um fiberglass in my hand. So mine was like chill. Like I've seen some bad pole breaks. Like a lot of the time the pole breaks and it goes flying. And sometimes it'll literally go flying and like stab someone. Oh God. How often does that happen that a pole breaks? So... I mean, at least I feel like at least every track competition a broke. Hey, Ryan, Ryan's the producer. You can't see him. Um, you should just in your spare time put together a compilation of pole vaulting breaks and put it on our channel. We should monetize that shit. That would fucking kill. Oof! Yeah, good. <laughs> but the pole only breaks because typically there's like a nick in it, which like the athlete does. So like I, when you go up, right, 
your shoe like passes it, that front knee that's bent. Yeah. A lot of times people would hit like spike the pole and then that's when it breaks. What do you mean spike the pole with your cleats? Yeah. With your spikes. Yeah. And do you hear that happen? Yeah. Sometimes you hear it happen. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Nice Ryan. So wait a second. So there's times when you're running and your cleat hits the pole, and then for the next three seconds, your fucking butthole puckers up like, oh, God, is this going to be the one that snaps? Yeah. But then, like, the thing is, sometimes what happened to me is I spiked it. My teammate heard me spike it, didn't say anything. Like, she was like, I don't know if I heard it or not. And then I went the next time on that same pole, and it broke. And she was like, I thought I heard you spike it, but I wasn't sure. Could she, if she would have told you, could have you examined your pole? We probably looked at it and then used a different pole. So when you spike it, like I was just watching that footage, is the spike like after you stick the pole in the ground as you're coming yeah. up next to it? Yeah. So like either that front knee, when you're like going upside down, will like hit it. It's not good form. Like it only happens if you did something wrong, like wasn't a great takeoff. Or How some expensive. bottom one will swoop and hit it. How expensive is are one of those poles? Very expensive. Like you I can get it on Amazon for thirty nine ninety five and have it. The guy comes up in the van and does no. it. I mean, no, like very. Like a, I at one point was spiking a lot of poles, and my coach was like, "You, like you have to quit doing this shit." Like a thousand bucks each, like that kind of shit. Yes. Yeah. God, Ryan, can you find it? Can you find us? And how? What's? Do you know how long? Do they like, come in all different lengths? Yeah, like a 13 or 14 foot pole is what I was on. And do you have any poles? Like, do you have one? No, no. I mean, I, I was men's poles. Say that again. I was using men's poles at one point. Because you broke all the women's poles? <laughs> no, because I'm bigger for a pole vault athlete. Oh. How, how tall are you? I have seven. And how much do you weigh? Like 150. And what's like a typical pole vault Probably gal? Seven, like one twenty. Holy cow! Holy cow! Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. You want to be just a stick with super strong arms and legs, right? I mean, you want to yeah. be like. But I mean, it just depends, like on your technique. Like I was just a more powerful pole vaulter. Nice work, Ryan. Oh yeah, a thousand bucks. Yeah. Damn. And they're fragile. Yeah. So this is another thing that I notice a lot or seem to be at different points of their career of recognizing it is, you know, in the course of a weekend, sometimes there's really, and I think you had just about as closest finish as you could possibly ever have against Danny in the, in the workout that ended with the D ball. Danny Haran. (laughs) Danny Spiegel. And, First of all, I mean, it was it was great. I think Ryan's going to have it here. And you, at the end of a workout like this, how how different on what you're doing compared? You know, it's going to be that close. I didn't find it difficult at all because I don't know. You're just like in it at that point. Like, there's no point in worrying what she's doing. And if you are, then you're probably going too slow. You know, when you see like. And even in track, like if you have time to like look back, like you're thinking way too much and you're not in it. So, but also too, because that was after the chipper, right? I think so. Yeah. 
So the chipper yep. was quite an event, a very frustrating event. So I think I just saw this workout as like the perfect event to just like go hard as hard as possible. It and, looked like you won it. Well, if you go based off standards, I won. So it's ouch, three. Ouch. It, it ends up coming Didn't down you cross to the finish line first. Well, I stood up all the way, then crossed, but. Watch, Let's watch, watch I finish. She's ahead. So she's saying that it's arguable if Danny's hips open to finish the rep before she advanced with the deep chip timer is what they go by. I mean, it's, it's too close by the naked eye. But that's one of the things that I often wonder about. I see people that, sh- that cross the finish line first with the wrong foot all the time, and then they don't get credit to the. Right. Yeah. And I, and too, I, w- I mean, that's like small things that you just like learn as you compete more. Sure. Like, even Bethany there, she st- stepped across with her right leg, but her left leg had the chip timer. And then a, a workout like this, you know, uh, one second could be one, could be two, three places sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they told us it was like point zero zero three. Like it was like so close. It says I think it's point three five on the on the. Okay. It was yeah closer than you could ever see with the naked eye. Yeah. Are you friends with all these girls? Like, did you get a? Ch- I mean, not friends is a little strong. Did you get to talk to mm-hmm. all the girls? I got to talk to Danny and Alexis. Not really, like not not a lot of other girls. Because you girls have your like, crew and you kind of stick with them. Girls are, I I mean, you know, uh, people get nervous and they don't really talk and they kind of like stay in their own group, which I get. I get too. I, I would say like, I'm a little more, like more talkative. <laughs> and so people don't always want to talk though, you know, which is fine. I get it. They're nervous. Yeah. You're quite uh, extroverted and gregarious. Yeah, like I like to make jokes and like have fun, but <laughs> not everyone like that. So best for last, the West Coast Classic. This is your, the last event. This was crazy, yeah. Seven. I'm not sure how closely you watched this, but uh, heats. I think, and the men did all their heats, and then the women again to finish out the competition, and it was. Um, really, really close for the men. Like there were five guys finishing within three seconds of each other in multiple heats, and and the early women also been kind of close. But you know, some people are getting stuck on the last barbell, and then we come to the last event, and everyone's asking me, they're like, "Who's going to win this event?" And I'm, which they, you know, I'm like, I think Danielle is, you know, unless, and it wasn't just a win. This was a. Oh. She she finished in ninety seconds and beat the next girl by eighteen seconds. Wow, wow! Got <clears throat> to be the like it's. I think it's the most impressive and dominating win relative to time duration of an event that I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. What is what? What percentage is eighteen of ninety? I mean, yeah, that's. You're the math. You're the math guy, Savan. That's 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 solid. Did you know you were going to win this event, Danielle? I did. And and have you ever watched it? But have you watched it since it happened, or is this the first time? Not like the full thing. Um. Yeah, and like, I mean, this is like, I like I'm good at muscle ups. So they're sh- they were showing those two girls because they were battling for the last spot that people thought saw. Everyone else is doing those, and there's Danielle already a bar ahead. Of- 
So how did she do it, Brian? She cycled the muscle ups just faster. That's just cycling muscle ups. And unbroken. I don't know if it's broken. Probably. Harry probably did. I feel like 15 ring muscle ups is right at the right now if, if they know if they can do that or not. But if you know already know that you can, I think there were more girls than just you that did that. But I didn't I don't think that all any one of them like you were racing the muscle ups. Like you like you were trying to like pull yourself back under the rings as fast as you could to get and she knew she could hit all the barbells. Whereas you'll see a couple of the girls weren't weren't sure about the last bar. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever see you celebrate? You cross the finish line, you got a smile, but no fist pumping or like maybe. I don't know. It's just so like showy. I like I don't know. Well, look at your hair. What? Why did you dye your hair? Why did you pick that? Blue? Why, yeah. It was for fun. It was yeah. on a wing. It's I showy. Saw, it's I showy. This- You're made to be showy. It's Let just it like, out, girl. It's just like so cheesy, so cheesy to me. Well, when- it comes out. I look forward to it coming out naturally. Yeah, that's what I'm, you know, I don't, I can't force it. I'm not going to force it. I understand. Have you yeah. met Josh Bridges? I haven't. And, and, he, and Cooper works with him too, right? Yeah. What's really cool. Someone made a post and they compared me to him. His that's fight. Cool. I was felt really good about it. It's like, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Hey, hey look, look at, look who just FaceTimed me. Josh. Oh, do you know who that is, Danielle? Be on your screen. Put it over. How about that? Yeah, you're live live right now. I know he was at West Coast, but I don't know if you say the name. I'll know. It's James Hobart. It's James Hobart. Oh no! No, I'm joking. No. Go ahead, Mr. Hopper. You're patched in live to the podcast. I'm, wa- I'm watching. You told me to watch the James Hobart Brian episode. I don't know. It's an hour and 30 minutes. I'm not watching the old thing. Gotta tell me which part to look at. No, nah, no, nah, don't watch it. Don't watch it. We don't say anything nice about you. Stop interrupting my. I know you want to be a guest on every podcast. <laughs> Did he qualify? Did you qualify? Hey, she has a she has a question for you, dude. She wants to know if you qualified. <laughs> oh no! Ah, uh, the season's over. Daniel, is Daniel what? She Brandon. wants to know. Oh, Daniel Brand. Oh, good, Jason. Nice, nice rebuttal. <laughs> hey. Uh, all right, I'll lo- I love you. I'll p- I'll ping you as soon as I'm done here. I'll tell you if Danielle was a better guest than you. All right, bye. <laughs> that was good. He had me fooled for a second. I didn't even know he's all Danielle. Who? Yeah, he he won. Did you know he won, or you really didn't know? He won. Yeah. <laughs> he won. Well, he won the Mid Atlantic CrossFit Challenge, oh. but he beat I- he beat you know Scott Medeiros, Travis Mayer. Like it was a really good group of athletes. Pretty impressive. That was the first one. Oh, he's yeah. that new. Or yeah, he's new, right? Yeah. Wow. So, so, and you're not new. You're old, but you are new. You're kind of weird. You're like the you're like the guy who has like a super fancy car and he keeps it in his garage and never takes it out. I mean, you've you've you got to go to four regionals and you never went. You're just like. <laughs> Wasn't it 
it you who put on your story? You said, oh, maybe Danielle is good. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe I did say that. (laughs) Because Brian's been talking of a storm about you. What? People just don't know yet. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't know either. Danielle, what do you Brian think about knew. What do you Jason, think about but this? Real quick, real quick. Sorry, Brian. Hold on. What you just said there is really um, important. You said you don't know if you're good yet either. And Jason Hopper kind of told us the same thing. He doesn't know. He's a, uh-huh. he's a fighter who hasn't been knocked out. And you guys are just like, we don't well, know. We don't, have enough, sh- we don't have enough experience yet. Yeah, that's awesome. Like Brian, you were saying, I don't, we haven't had like a legit games, you know? Well, I'm curious. I'm curious to see to see. Like, obviously, you're developing great relationships with Bethany and Carrie there, and I feel like you guys are all learning from each other and improving. But prior to the West Coast Classic, you know, Savannah asked me about the athlete. Three of you um, is probably the the favorites to make the game spots there, like the top three that I would pick to order. But I told them I thought that it was for Danielle to beat the other girls at semifinals but more likely for her to beat them at the games what do you think think you think so too is it is it a is there anything that's weird training with them all the time and then going there and having that just like killer they're just another competitor today i think it's a little weirder for me because they're so much more dialed in with like who they are as an athlete and like you know they just like have that showing of like being on the competition floor and like you know like they're really good at doing the like really good celebrations and like they're just comfortable out there whereas I'm not as comfortable and so I think I have more of that like quiet competitiveness whereas like they don't as much necessarily so I think I'm kind of out of the three of them the one that gets more feisty than they do do you feel like you were? Like a, do you feel like you learned anything when you competed against Tia at Mayhem? Like from watching mm, her or competing against her? I think the like little things that I learned from her is like being the first one to like run out on the floor and like like little things like that. Um, you know, on like the muscle up one, I was like, I even like I want to be the first one on the rings. Like I'm going to be the first one on the rings. Like those little moments like matter. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people step up to the line and they're like, I'm going to run to my bar casually. Cause like the workout hasn't started yet, but like really it has because it comes down to those little seconds. And I feel like she's always the first one, like to the equipment, like to the rope, to the bar, which I think is like, that's, I feel like one thing that I know I've like learned and seen, from, learned and seen from her. But so this is seven. This is a cool thing uh, that may- I think there was Tia might have won five of the six events, but the event she didn't win, Danielle beat her in, and that's one of the reasons why I like an athlete like Danielle at the games is be- is because of her ability to win a final. She won one at the games in 2019. She beat Tia, the only one at the Mayhem Classic. And in my opinion, if you're going to place top five at the games, you have to be able to do that. Why do you think she'll do better at the longer format at the games? Than she will at the semifinals. Why do you like those chances for her? Well, it is because um, I think that athletic is, is easier to test there, and we've covered extensively how great of an athletic background she has. And I generally I feel like 
the better overall athletes have you know, the ability to to either recover better or rise to the occasion wears on and that's where you start to see you know usually replace on the podium you're, you're up there throughout the weekend talking about the athletes that finish like fifth through ninth they're not until saturday evening sunday morning sunday afternoon Danielle, each of you get to bring a guest to the games, right? Each athlete gets to bring like a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm assuming Justin will go, who will the other two people be? Will there be a nutritionist there? Will there be like, will you guys? I believe maybe Cooper. And then I think the third one we're deciding probably maybe like a body work person. Okay. The best body work person, if, if, if I know who you're talking about. Lenny? Yeah. I haven't had the opportunity to experience it yet, but I'm hoping to. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, he kept me together the whole weekend. So, Danielle, was this fun? You can be. It was. It was really fun because we didn't we didn't only talk about CrossFit the whole time, which is nice. All right. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna um, get off here and uh, creep into your into your uh, story. Love it. I'll see you. And, uh, and thank you. And uh, we'll um, we'll bug you again. We 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 okay. we're excited to talk to you again. This was fantastic. Thanks for making it so easy. Oh, thank you. This yeah. was my favorite yeah. one so far. You settled my nerves in, in, in like an hour twenty five mark. I got finally settled. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. Tell your plumber I said hi. I will. Okay. Okay. Oh, hey, you um. I'm not sure how this recording is going to go. Maybe Ryan, do you want to stop the recording and make sure her phone doesn't do anything silly and like not? Yeah. Will you do me a favor and and not erase the app or close the app for like, can you do that for like 30 minutes? Not close the app. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can hang up, but just don't close the app or erase. The last time we did this with someone, the guy closed the app and then erased it off his phone and we didn't get the recording. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay. Bye. You too. Bye. Dang it. I'm scared. Oh, he left.